0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Bible Preacher Podcast. Today we will be in Job chapter 38 in verse 22. Job 38 verse 22, the Bible reads, Hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow? Or hast thou seen the treasures of the hail? Dear Lord, I thank you for an opportunity to preach your word. I do pray you'd help me, fill me with your spirit as I seek to magnify your name. In Jesus' name, Amen. The question is asked here, Hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow? Uh, Our region has received snow in the last couple days, and uh, we've had exciting times, and uh, it has changed the way you drive on the road with the snow there, and the ice, and the sleet, and the rain, and freezing. But when I I read in Job, entered into the treasures of the snow... Uh, I haven't heard one weatherman, one weather lady, one person in trying to forecast the weather describe the snow as a treasure. Uh, I like treasure. Uh, who doesn't? Uh, I remember as a child uh, watching those old black and white pirate movies about Treasure Island and pirates and Blackbeard and treasure hunting. And uh, I was surprised to find out that even in modern day, there's still treasure hunters that are literally still finding very valuable treasure and uh, pirate ships. Uh, I recently read of a Spanish galleon called the San Jose that sunk in the Caribbean. And uh, when they found it, uh, it had over $17 billion worth of gold in it. Uh, that is astounding. Uh, just March of last year in 2021, uh, a shipwreck with over 22 billion dollars worth of gold was discovered at the bottom of the Caribbean, off the coast of Colombia. The ship was uh, dubbed the Holy Grail of shipwrecks, and uh, it's the most valuable deep-sea treasure found so far. But when I when I read in Job, hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow? It really just started a uh, Holy Ghost has put it, Josh, go find out some of those treasures of the snow, and uh, and so I went to the Bible, and, and then I started studying about this business of snow. I was born in Pontiac, Michigan. I thought I knew what snow was, but I never thought of it as a treasure or the benefits, and uh, there's nothing abstract or random in Scripture. It's all there for a the purpose and preserved for our time, amen. Preserved for all time. And so I said, so well, let me go to the word of God. And let me study about these treasures of the snow. And uh, first of all, I I see here uh, the treasure of the influence. What are you talking about, Brother Josh? Well, snow affects sound. Freshly fallen snow absorbs sound waves, giving everything a seemingly hushed, quieter ambience after a flurry. But if the snow then melts and refreezes, the ice can reflect sound waves, making sound travel further and clearer. Um, I found over in Psalms chapter four verse three the Bible says, But know that the Lord hath set him, hath set apart him that is godly for himself, the Lord will listen now, the Lord will hear when I call unto him. Just one chapter later, in Psalms chapter 5, verse 3, the Bible says, My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. As snow, when there's lots and lots of snow, it absorbs sounds. And it can be a, almost makes it almost even quieter, as it's absorbing what would normally be a loud or busy time. But then if that snow were to melt and refreeze and become ice, those same sound waves travel further and clearer. Now no one necessarily loves ice. I know there's beautiful ice sculptures. I've even uh, navigated my some um, own ice skating and it wasn't pretty, so I'm glad this is an audio message and not a visual message. It wasn't pretty when I tried to ice skate. But it, well, what would we would think to be uh, something not pleasant, driving on the ice or spinning on the ice out of control, the Lord can use that same ice to have sound travel further and clearer. What you saying, Brother Josh? You may be in a circumstance where you thought it was pretty and beautiful. I mean, a fresh falling snow looking upon the woods or the uh, or property boy, it can really just really beautify uh, a picture. But then your situation went from a nice, pretty snow to a freeze, where it feels colder, it feels harsher, it feels less pleasant. Can I submit to you? Maybe, maybe the Lord's wanting you to seek His face a little earlier. Maybe the Lord's wanting you to. Hone in your prayer time with him. That that, that ice makes a sound travel further and clearer. The Bible says, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. Hey, you, you may be in a time of beautiful snow and everything's fine. Hey, but that time of ice may come where hey, we need our prayer to be heard when we need our prayer, uh, many times a time of prayer isn't necessarily me trying to get God to hear me because he hears all. He has no trouble hearing us. But that time of prayer to be used to re- help us realize, hey, I need to hear from God. I, need the God. I need God to work in my heart. And so the treasure of the influence of snow, how it affects sound. But also, secondly, we've seen the treasure of the influence, but also the treasure of the identification. Now, the word snow is used in Job 38, verse 22. It's used 24 times throughout Scripture in 24 verses. Uh, One time in each of those verses. But with identification, well, what's that treasure? Well, one group of Indians had over 50 words for snow. But then it come to find out that the Scottish people uh, have more words for that they use to describe snow. Uh, researchers at the University of Glasgow claim that the Scots language has 421 terms related to the white stuff, including skelf, a large snowflake, spitters, small drops of driving snow, and unbrack the beginning of a thaw, and I and I found that, and it was just well really just prompted my heart to remember all the names the Bible has for God and who he is and what he does. And then I went over to Abraham, and boy, if you, if you just look at the life of Abraham, Abraham seemed to have learned more of the different names of God than any other person in scripture. Why? because Abraham was pioneering new trails in the walk of faith. Each time God wanted Abraham to reach higher, he revealed a new name of himself. Abraham had known him as the Lord, Jehovah, or Yahweh, in Genesis 13, four. But when he tithed to Melchizedek, Abraham learned a new name, El Elyon, the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth, in Genesis 14. When Abraham complained to God in prayer that he did not have an heir for the promised inheritance, God revealed another of his names, Adonai, Master or Lord, in Genesis 15. The eternal Lord God of heaven would care for Abraham as in a master slave relationship. Later, Abraham learned that God would nurture and powerfully sustain him as El Shaddai, in Genesis 17, verse 1, that the secret name of God is. El Olam in Genesis 21, verse 33. That God would provide for him as Jehovah Jireh in Genesis 22, verse 14. Each time Abraham entered into a deeper relationship with God, he learned a new attribute of God through a new divine name. Names are important to us because they often do more than just identify an individual. They can actually reveal who a person is. And what he or she is like. Uh, I read of an illustration here. During the job interview, a woman was asked to give her name. She replied, my name is Lily. And when the boss wanted to know why she was named after a flower, she told him, my parents gave me that name because when I was born, a lily fell on me from the sky. A couple days later, the boss interviewed a man for the same job. He wasn't much to look at had a very rough appearance. The boss asked, well, what's your name? That man gave a crooked smile and said, Piano. Names are important to us because they do more than just identify an individual. They actually reveal who a person is and what he or she is like. One has written that there's over 900, at least 950 names for the Lord throughout scripture hey the treasure of the identification thank god for snow how how he uses that to show himself to us and the benefits of having the lord as our savior we've seen the treasure of the influence the treasure of the identification and before we get to number three hey i ask you this who is the lord to you is he your savior is he your god Is he your uh, almighty? Hey, who is the Lord to you? We could spend hours going through the different names of almighty God. Hey, I'm thankful for the ways throughout scripture from Genesis to Revelation, how I learned more of who the Lord is and all that he's doing. And we've seen this, uh, this afternoon, the treasure of the influence, the treasure of the identification. Thirdly, we look at the treasure of the invitation. Hey, well, what am I speaking of? Well, well, the treasure of the how snow warms you up. You say that this stuff is freezing. Ah, my I am numb. Well, hear me out now. Because snow is comprised of 90 to 95% trapped air, it's a great insulator. This is the reason that many animals will burrow and dig deeply into the snow during the winter in order to hibernate. It's also the reason the igloos that use only body heat to warm them can be 100 degrees warmer inside than that of the outside. Friends, when we have the Lord Jesus as our Savior, he's in our heart. Uh, But I'm thankful that my placement is not me necessarily holding on to the Lord, but it's all that he's holding on to us. I read in John chapter 10, the Bible reads, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Hey, there's been many a winter. There's been many a cold season where we've traveled to different countries and experienced different weather and some have been extremely cold and in the negatives, and negative six, negative 10 or 20 degrees. Hey, you know what I see people doing, even wearing gloves? They're rubbing their hands together. Why? They're trying to get their extremities to have some warmth. I'm thankful that I'm in my father's hand and uh, Jesus' hand is with the um, God the Son, and God the Father, and I'm in their hands. Hey, it ain't no warmer place than being in the hand of God. There's no warmer touch than that of the Heavenly Father of Almighty Heaven. Hey, I'm thankful for the Lord holding me. Boy, my my strength is finite. Uh, My hands may cramp up. My hands may get cold. My hands may get to where they don't move like they used to. But when I'm in the hands of Almighty God, hey, there's a warmth there. The temperature, Bill, ain't never gonna be high. Hey, the temperature don't never break. Hey, I'm thankful I can be warm. I burrow deep in the Father's love and his hand, amen. I warmth in the hand talking about how snow can be an insulator. But boy, I find the warmth in the hand in John 10. But over there in Luke chapter 24, I find the warmth in the heart. The Bible says in Luke 24, verse 32, and they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us? And while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures. Hey, those disciples we're walking from Jerusalem uh, and they were headed. And boy, I can tell you, their hearts were heavy. The, 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 the fire may have been waning or, or, or uh, decreasing. Why? Well, the Lord has been crucified and he's been buried. And boy, he promised so much. And I, my heart's heavy. And boy, it's amazing. The Lord appeared to them and opened to them the scriptures and the prophets. And boy, it says, did not our heart burn within us? i'm thankful when we fellowship with the lord our heart don't have to be cold our heart don't have to be calloused our heart doesn't have to cringe at the thought of oh, it would be nice to have a warm heart for the lord hey the bible says did not our heart burn within us hey (laughs) That snow. You just you dig down in there, hey. You burrow there into the Lord. You let you let him get deep into you and you get deep into him, hey, your heart gonna burn within you. Hey, you don't have to worry about freezing. I don't have to worry about frostbite. Why? I got the warmth of heaven in my soul in his name's Jesus. I'm thankful for the invitation, treasure of the invitation. Hey, it's a great insulator that snow. Why? Hey, because it, it's got that air, ninety, ninety-five percent trapped air there. Hey, uh, I'm glad. Can can you imagine? Can you imagine being in an igloo that's built out of ice blocks, and then you only having body heat in there to warm, and it can be a hundred degrees warmer. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? You know, the devil tried to tell you a lie. The devil trying to tell you, you can't be warm in a cold place. You you can't be on fire where it's, it's dead and cold. My parents, they live up in Maine. I've heard many times where they say, oh, up, up in the northeast, that's where preachers go to die. Can I tell you? I found churches that are alive and well. I found churches where folks are being saved. Folks are being baptized. Folks are being added daily such as should be saved. Hey, why? Because they've been warmed in their hands and in their heart by the Lord Jesus. Hey, if you don't get him in your heart, hey, he ain't never gonna be able to warm your hand, amen. Hey, treasure of the invitation, come unto me, amen. We've seen the treasure of influence, the treasure of identification, the treasure of the invitation. and Lastly, we look at the treasure of the illustration. Well, snow is a cleanser. I'm not talking about take drinking a cup of snow and runs through your intestines and you come out all healthy, perky. I'm talking about this falling snow from the sky, it cleans the air. Every snowflake captures floating dust and other particles as it begins to crystallize and land here on earth. You may have noticed after a snowstorm, when you take a deep breath, the air smells clean and crisp. It's almost like the falling snow is a vacuum. All that pollution and all that uh, exhaust, and I mean, all that boy, uh, just, just just vacuums all that dirt up for us. Can I tell you, friend, the whiteness of the snow is a wonderful metaphor for God's cleansing of our sin. Accepting Jesus' sacrifice in our behalf is what brings this cleansing to our soul and, and be described as white as a newly fallen snow. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Come now, and let us raise them together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You, you may say, Brother Josh, you don't know the marks I got in my life. You don't know the stains in my life. You don't know the, the, the horrific pictures that have been painted on the canvas of my soul. Brother Josh, you just don't know. Brandon, can I tell you, this snow is a cleanser. Hey, the Bible says, though your sins be as scarlet. Hey, before they're as scarlet, the Bible says, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, that's a deep, dark red color. They shall be white as snow. Now, how do you get a stain that has such a color to come out pure as snow? Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. How do you get such a deep stain? Can I tell you? The Savior cleanses oh so much deeper than the than the sin of stain could ever go. Deep, deep, deeper. He, he don't just get the stain. He goes all the way. He cleans every particular minute part of you. When you ask Jesus to be your Savior. Oh, I realize I'm a sinner. I realize, boy, I've really dirtied up my life. I was, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not a clean part of me. Can God do anything clean in my life? Can I tell you, the Bible still says, Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. There's nothing more beautiful. Than a pure white snow. Hey to have all that sin removed. To have all that guilt taken away. To have all that uh, dread of eternity. Where will I be? What will be happening? Though they be red like crimson. They shall be as wool. Oh we're going to be clean. You can have comfort. It's only found in the Lord Jesus We see here today the treasure of the influence, how that snow affects sound. Hey, the Bible says, the Lord will hear when I call unto him. We see the treasure of the identification, the hundreds of names for God. Hey, what situation are you in where God's trying to teach you who he is? I love being in services, I love the Lord. They say, I thank God for all he's done for me. Hey, I'm thankful for who he is. Treasure of the identification of God. Treasure of the invitation. Hey, snow warms you up in the hands and in the heart. How's that? Oh, it's the Lord. Come unto me, he says. All ye that labor. I tell you what, we went sledding yesterday on a hill and trekking up that hill in the snow and trekking around and you slide down real easy and you gotta trek back up. I'm here to tell you, hey, Uh, I tell you what we was warming up underneath all them covers of jackets and blankets and uh, uh, plastic bags we had around our socks and shoes hey but the the warmth of the Lord Jesus there's nobody like him there's nobody like him then we see the treasure of the illustration Snows a cleanser though your sins be as scarlet they shall be white as snow I've yet to be in a country and I think I'm up to 12 and I like to get more there on that number to be more traveled around the world but i've never met somebody who said joshua i want to stay as dirty as possible i want to be as infected i want to be as sick i want to be as uh, hazardous in my health as possibly can i never met nobody like that everybody in any of them 12 countries i've been to They'd all say, I want to be clean. I want to be healthy. I want to do well. I don't want to be sickly. Hey, there's no greater sickness than sin. There's no greater stain than that which sin gives. The Bible says, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Can I tell you today, have, I want to have taken part in the treasures of the snow. Hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow? Hey, the Lord Jesus, there's a lot of people that know of the Lord Jesus. There's a lot of people that got a lot of degrees and are very intellectual, but they've never entered into the treasures of the snow. They never entered into becoming a child of God. I know of a lot of famous people, but those famous people don't know me. Hey, friend, you you can't get to heaven by knowing of the Lord. You need to know the Lord. Don't miss heaven by 18 inches. Don't know him in your head and miss them in your heart. The greatest treasure is that of the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you entered into the treasures? of the snow.